The following episode of Council of the First Ones was recorded on September 21st, 2014. Special thank you to Heman.org. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Council of the First Ones. I'm Kelly, host of Toys and Tunes and Admit for the Great Rebellion. Joining me today is my fellow Admit, Yoni. Also joining us is our resident ranter, who can't wait to talk about the November sub. Exactly. <laughs> Crespo. So how's everything going down in Puerto Rico? Well, it's been great. I finally got over my cold, so I can speak again. <laughs> that's, that's the most amazing thing ever. I've, I was like two days without being able to speak a word, so it was like torture for me, and I already got my Halloween costume, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. And I'm going to use the Maddie Ghostbusters. <laughs> Which are almost sold out. Well, Unlike somebody the, needs to have some use for them. Unless you are a giant and then you're still on the market. And last, let's, not speak about, let's not speak about those giants yet. I didn't go into particulars on that giant. Yeah, but we'll get to that later. Big Marshmallow Man from a couple of years ago I was talking about. Well, that Big Marshmallow Man is a rotting mess of yellowish goop. Well, that's and that really Marshmallow sucks. when you leave it out for two years. <laughs> that's why you keep it in the bag. So it stays fresh. And last but not least, from Nerds on the Couch, Renee, how's everything going with you? Oh, wonderfully, except I just realized my Egon's uh, backpack broke. His proton pack broke off. I was taking off my Ghostbuster figures for my Halloween decoration, and I just realized they're bro. My Egon's broken. I need a new one. Well, well hurry up and get, and get the four busters with the removable packs from MattyCollector.com. I may have to now that you brought up. Still available, $50 for the two-pack plus shipping and handling. Then we did our service from Maddie Collector today. Now give us money. Well, I briefly, they are nice. I mean, it's it's nicer doing this considering the Ecto-1 didn't go through. They should have realized limited run and at least try to go for real Ghostbuster toys. People might go for those again. Well, there's a rumor that they're going to be making a real Ghostbusters line in 2015. And that was a hint that they left at San Diego Comic-Con. Last time anyone has heard from Maddie Collector with any reveals. Well, hopefully Maddie Collector does more than what they have now. I mean, it's slim pickings right now over there. I mean, right now they should just change it to buy your He-Man toys here. Because <laughs> that's pretty much all it is now, unless they start expanding. But they did give some hint that there is something in the works for Ghostbuster fans. So we will keep you posted if you happen to be... Loving them with your Masters of the Universe. Well, let me say this. Uh, at the uh, last convention I went to, we get a lot of Ghostbuster hardcore fans here. And they all had the uh, Proton wands now attached to their custom-made backpacks. And they love that wand. I saw, you know, they let me uh, play around with their uh, Proton packs. And that wand is awesome. Now, that was the Sun City Con, right? It was the Las Cruces one. Uh, yeah, Sun City is uh, two weeks away from now. but Oh, that's right. It's right after RetroCon. Yeah. And uh, 
man, I keep thinking, man, you know, I was like, I can't, hopefully they'll do the full-fledged proton pack, but then they all said, do you know how much that's going to cost? Maybe they could do it, build a piece, one part at uh, a time now. They would have... They would have to make the whole piece that it would attach to the uh, to the neutrino one. And in the words of Scott Knightley, that would be a logistical nightmare. It's going to be an expensive set. I mean, Ghostbuster fans really go out of their way to make their own proton packs. Some of them go for accuracy, and there's hundreds of websites that show you like how to make it. And then there's some other ones who go their own way, and they want them to look a little differently. And still, when I talk to them about the proton packs, just them building it costs them hundreds of dollars. Wow. In some cases, it reaches to a bit over a thousand if they have the electronics. And and then that depends on which version they're because there's the movie fans who do the movie versions. And there's a few who do the simplified real Ghostbusters versions. But it's usually the movie versions, the ones that you see out the most. We have a few things coming up so people can understand why we might not be on the air. Last weekend, besides you being sick, I was recovering from the first ever New York, New Jersey Masters of the Universe protection party. Hangover. Yes, I will admit I was a hangover, plus I missed the train, so I didn't get back to Jersey till like 6 a.m. Was there a tiger? Was there a green tiger in your room? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, did you do the walk of shame? I literally have. I waited in Penn Station for like three hours because there's a three-hour delay between the last train Saturday night and the first train on Sunday morning. But we had a lot of fans that were coming in for PowerCon. They wound up coming out with us to celebrate, keeping tradition that Masters of the Universe fans only party in Irish pubs on both coasts. We were at an Irish pub till it closed. Most of us went during the day to see Brian Rooney's uh, Bedbugs, which if you're in New York, New Jersey area, you have to see it. It is hilarious, especially Brian as Dion. He can make Jem and Shiro look bad. He was absolutely fabulous, and it runs until the end of October. Next weekend, I'm at RetroCon with Unemployed Skeletor. Then we have your the next con out in Cal. In um, Texas. Yeah, I'll be going to the uh, Sun City uh, Fan Expo to hang out with uh, Billy West and uh, Daniel Logan from Star Wars. And then the following weekend is New York Comic Con, where we have the cast of Karate Kid coming in for the 30th anniversary, and they're doing a commentary during the showing of Karate Kid, and then the panel the next day. We have Princess Bride. I mean, the list is amazing this year for New York Comic Con, where I'm even going in on a Sunday instead of recovering to get ready for school, because the list is just that amazing. I mean, we have the uh, cast of Star Trek Next Generations coming in. I mean, I hate to say it, this year's New York Comic Con is a hell of a lot better than San Diego's with the attractions they're bringing in. And it's the first time they're not doing the Walking Dead premiere, season premiere. So we won't have a lot of zombies walking around. Uh, well, you won't have a lot of zombies, zombies walking around, but you're going to have a lot of con zombies walking around. Oh, my and God. To be fair, there have, this year there have been many cons that have been considered better than San Diego. Some of them have, have been sponsored by the 
creator of the entire universe, Excelsior. Oh, especially when Stan Lee said that about uh, Salt, Salt Lake City's cons, <laughs> that they were better. Uh, and they're being sued by San Diego Comic-Con for using the term Comic-Con. Well, we discussed this on Nerds on the Couch. I mean, San Diego Comic-Con's kind of sold out. Yeah. And they don't care. They don't do stuff for the fans. And other conventions, it's all about the fans. Yeah, I'm actually thinking whether or not I really want to go out to San Diego. Dragon Con really looks good that I might want to attempt to see about getting into there. Kamikaze, too, and the uh, Anaheim one. Unfortunately, those are during the school year, so it's a little harder for me to get out. Oh, come on, Kelly. I'm trying to come up with excuses so I can go down to Texas in March for those cons. I know what you mean, but I'm just saying that, you know, if there's a convention in your area, you know, do it, see it, love it. You know, it's always fun. Hey, I'm already (coughs) taking six days for New York Comic Con to do do all four days. I mean, luckily, RetroCon... Thank you for all my Jewish friends for giving me two days off. I don't have to play sick. And even RetroCon I'm looking forward to. Cast of Thundercats from 1980s will be there. Sergeant Slaughter and other members of the G.I. Joe cast from Sunbow will be there. People from Star Trek Continues will be there. Shaping up to be a really good con. I guess we should talk some He-Man, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no. Should we start with the November rants? Okay. Unleash the beast, Crespo. Uh, Maddie unleashed the beast already. So for those of you who didn't know, we're underneath a rock or do not check MaddieCollector.com site. Here's what's coming in November. For Club Eternia, Tongue Lasher, basic figure, cool. We're getting the large-scale item, Arrow, now horse for bow. Can ride and do very manly things while helping the rebellion. Okay, acceptable. We're getting Gwildor as a Club Eternia holiday item that it's mandatory for all subscribers to get because it's part of the sub. So now we got 35, 35, and 25. That's all for Club Eternia. On Club Etheria, we get the Galactic Protector Shira, but if you have both subscriptions, you get both items at the same time. So that's about 70, what was 50, 120. That's without counting shipping, access, and all that. Mattel, in their infinite wisdom, they're giving us the non-subscription item, the Battle Ram. The $110 Battle Ram in November at the same time as this charge month with two large-scale beasts and two normal figures. So that weeping and crying you'll hear right now, it's your wallet. Don't forget, we also have a giant that month, too. If you're collecting those. Nobody cares about the giants. I'm just concentrating on Masters of the Universe classics. Oh, yeah. If you want giants, that's another $80 charge. Well, $75 charge plus shipping. So your wallet may be weeping harder. Really, Mattel? Really? We've been going at this for years. Please do not overload the fourth quarter. Do not toss in surprises that catch us off guard. Because, sure, we can save the money. If we knew everything that was coming since January, we cannot compete with shifting slots like, oh, oh, don't worry, Wilderson December. No, it's in November. 
Oh, don't worry. Battle Rams in December. No, it's in November. Oh, Arrow's going to be October. No, it's November. It's like, we cannot say for all the items at the same time if the items are not set in stone and they shift around. Not everyone has limitless toy budgets. And we don't want to hear from Maddie. Oh, the Battle Rams didn't sell well enough because it's on a freaking overloaded mode. Try to get what you can afford. And if you have to go... through resellers to get the rest, so be it. But we can't compete with Mattel. People who know me as, I've been the guy who has been there. I've bought everything that's come out. I have not missed one item. When Maddie goes on sale and all that, I'm going, you know, I've been there and I've bought everything. This is the first time that I'm going to not get an item on time. I'm going to have to put the uh, battle ram, battle ram on hold, maybe till December or January. Because I can't afford it. I'm getting all these figures and all that with my subscription that I have to cough up money. But I also have to buy Christmas presents for the family. I, You know, Kelly and I were talking about Thanksgiving dinner. And yeah. uh, Christmas is just really an expensive time. And that's not my Christmas present. You know, people say, well, that could be your Christmas. No, the Xbox One is going to be my Christmas present. I'll get myself a battle ram down the road. And I will. That's my intention. If I have to go through second market and pay maybe up to 200 bucks. That's the route I'm going to have to take, and I'm making peace with it right now. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, Maddie, I mean, Scott, you had mentioned earlier on Q&As that you were going to try and move it, and then last week on it, it's like you knew it was coming, you should have planned for it. Doesn't anyone look at the calendar and see that these are the holiday months? They are the months that, even as toy collectors, we have to turn around and say we can't always think for ourselves. We have to prepare for getting gifts. And I'm one of them that I chop all year round for my gifts for my friends and my family. But still, there's all those last-minute gifts that you have to get. Thanksgiving dinner, I don't know about you guys, but it runs almost a $1,000. Wow. When And I'm doing it this year by myself, hosting for the family. So, I mean, it's a couple of turkeys and all like that. So it is a huge production. Yes, I knew all year that I'm going to be posting and yes i've prepared but again those last minute things and then i have two club eternias plus club etheria yeah i know how much the figures are costing it's the shipping that varies i mean i don't know about you last month renee well you got it reimbursed but dr played around with people's shipping charges some people were charged almost twenty dollars who live in the u.s for one figure and it kept going up. I mean, I figured normally $20 for my shipping. November, I'm figuring almost 50 because we're talking DR. And that's where they're gouging us. I got to say, you know, Digital River is evil. They're gougers. And <laughs> they do it on a whim. I mean, I understand that prices always go up. Nothing ever goes down with these guys. But it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Digital River, they don't even tell you ahead of time when you place the order, what the charges, and they could standardize it and say, okay, we're going to lock it in at this price. Because to really ship one figure to, from the post office without a discount, because they're getting a discount when they're shipping in bulk, is $6. And that's mint in box with the ground mailer inside another box with a tracking number, and it gets there in three days. Why is Digital River so expensive? When tracking numbers they give you, handling. But the tracking numbers they That's give you. That's their excuse. 
they don't match because I've tried to track some of the packages and they say no such number. Well, that happens at first. I, I, it happens. No, this has been. I've done this a few days after it's supposedly shipped. Because I know the first day they all say that. I was reading on Facebook. One person lives in Nevada. He was packing his package. It came all the way out here to Jersey before it went back to Nevada. So, I mean, we've been telling Mattel for years, get rid of Digital River. And here's the scary thing, guys. Those who still are waiting for your imp boxes and your Monster High jackets, Mattel has them. Mattel has said that on Thursday through heman.org that they will be mailed out ASAP on the Manny forums I was reading today and was posted Saturday morning that Matt, Mattel has handed over all the addresses and all the product to Digital River. <laughs> so you're not going to get it within the 60 days. Let's be honest. We're not going to see it maybe until Christmas. We're talking Digital River. If then. So, and we don't, they didn't take emails, so we're not even going to get a tracking number. I mean, I'll be quite honest, the way they handled it at San Diego, I was a little surprised because it was people just taking down your address on any piece of paper. I, I'm not even sure if my, because I'm missing my Monster High jackets, got to the right person who's in charge of all this. No one's sure if their information went to the right place. And people are wondering if we're going to see what happened to the Power Twins from Super Friends. With Gleek happen again this time, where a bunch of these will show up on the on the fuchsia for them to do giveaways. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if some random guy just ended up with a whole crate full of them. Yeah, it happens to be down in Texas. Well, I'm a lot nicer if it was me. You know, I'd just put them up on eBay. But uh, <laughs> I need an iPad, people. Anyway. <laughs> You know, I just it's just really sad that they haven't learned. I mean, the Gleek incident was pretty bad. I mean, it's bad enough they didn't include that figure with the regular figures. Because, you know, he's a standard guy. But they just gave them all to a website and then just say, do whatever you want with them. You know, it makes me roll my eyes. And, and then here they just said, oh, we're out of them. Um, here, let me write your name in the back of this receipt. Uh I'm kind of like, wow, is this professionalism or what? Yeah, I mean... The scary part is that they're the biggest toy maker in the world. Yes! I mean, this I expect from McFarland Toys, but not these guys. I mean, and at San Diego, they kept the way they made you feel like, okay, they're just running back to their main warehouse, and they, they'll be there on the next day, because they had you checking in almost every day before they started even collecting the addresses. They were just playing around with you. Because if you got there at the right time, on the right day, you were able to get them. I mean, I was lucky to get my uh, imps, imp chests, but they didn't have the Monster High jackets at that time. I know people who were able to get the Monster High jackets, but they couldn't get their imp chests. And then there were those who were just pure out of luck. So, and like you said, you'd think from the Gleek problem they would have had it solved, but it's now wait. We're still in the wait and see game. So, who knows? Now, my thing that I have to say is that San Diego Comic-Con just feels like it's been a year ago, you know? It feels like, I know it hasn't, but I've said it feels like it's so long ago. And Well, when you're talking conventions, it is almost a year ago. Because of how many more conventions have gone since then. 
I mean, I've been to at least four more since San Diego, four or five. Still crying that I didn't go to Dragon Con. And I'm saying for one more year to go with this line. And I'm, and I said it before, I'm disappointed this was the San Diego Comic Con figure that yeah. we had. I would have been a lot happier if this was the, um, the exclusives that kept popping and going, like the Spirit of Hordak, which again oh, would have been another, it, people would have complained, but it would have been a funny joke. Another Hordak, but. No, uh, but now we have the Hover Robots. No, that's, yeah, Hover Robots is the, uh, convention chase item as if they go to any other conventions well let's just be honest it's gonna sh- we're all gonna get it on medicollector.com right on uh black monday i just realized that i just realized another thing maybe goldman will come back in november as well for black friday oh he is he so is those of you who haven't getting so for the only convention so for those of you who haven't gone in only convention november is gonna suck only conventions he's been at was San Diego, Grayskull Con, and the Power Twins Con. And two of them are out of the country. I mean, I know the New York fans are still mad at Matty Collector for backing out of New York Comic Con and also Power Con, which both were supposed to be on the East Coast. Well, you can't have a convention when one's actually not happening. True. So you can't blame them for the Power Con, but... but- New York Comic Con, they even said at New York Comic Con last year that they were going to be there. And they said, oh, yeah, we did really great at our at New York Comic Con because people are asking, why aren't you coming? Tell us the truth. Was it budget cuts or was it because someone stole from you and someone showed you that Glimmer could have been fixed within 30 seconds? I think both, <laughs> honestly. I mean, one, you know, Mattel is not doing so good as a company. No. They're not doing so well. So spending money to go to a convention that's not going to generate them money is not really a good idea. I mean, we know they would have had to pay shipping to get all their figures out here and what they were going to sell. And then probably Scott is probably not happy with New York. No, not after what happened. And I can't blame him for that. You know, I mean, I don't have a good opinion of New York for similar reasons, but... I just, you know, I, I I can't blame him, honestly. I Why should he? I mean, they were the last major toy company to go to New York Comic Con. Uh, well, we still have Bandai going, but Hasbro hasn't been there for years. Playmates have pulled out. Now them. As New York Comic Con keeps getting bigger, they're actually a week, doing a full seven days. They have what they call the Super Week, which is right before Comic Con. But all the events are tied together and run by the same people. Yeah, I mean, if I recall, I mean, Hasbro didn't even go to JoeCon. They had the exclu- they had their exclusives there, but Hasbro yeah, they- itself didn't even go. That's their own convention. I mean, I know they had their exclusives also at um, BotCon and BronyCon, but I don't know if they went either. But Hasbro's already in enough uh, in the Pony House, I guess you would say, with them breaking off from. Discovery and the Hub Network will be uh, changing hands sometime in the fourth quarter, giving uh, how controlling interest back to Discovery in lieu of programming hours between 9 and 3 exclusively to Hasbro. So that's officially what's happening with them? Yes. That was released this week, and I'll go into more detail on Nerds on the Couch, which is every Thursday night. Please check Facebook.com. Nerds AOC oh, for, the, for the exact link 
because that is a live podcast. Little push. The other thing that's going on over at Maddie are these giants that somewhat have not sold as fast as the classics. All the classic figures have been sold out for a couple of days, and the giant He-Man is still up. No uh, sign that it's almost gone. The sub-sale is still going on for the four giants. Any word that you would like to say about these well-overpriced 12-inch figures with the basic articulation from the 1980s, because they are based on the 1980s figures. They look like bootlegs. They actually do. They look like the Mexican bootlegs. And trust me, I know. That's where I'm from. I grew up on these. I mean, I saw one of the bootlegs. I find your comments insulting to those bootlegs. (laughs) I mean, I've seen those bootlegs, and they look pretty good. Well, let me ask you this, since I have uh, a guy from Puerto Rico and a guy from Finland. Do you guys deal with bootlegs? Yes. Sometimes. But uh, they're not, like, wide all over the place? No, no. You see, here... If you know where to look, you can... You know, if you know where to look, you can find some. And up until recently, I got some bootleg vintage turtles. And the surprising, surprising thing is that they were the turtles themselves were pretty good, and they were made from stolen molds from the the original turtles or a reprint version. The plastic on the weapons was way way crappier than the official plastic that Playmates used. And I think they're from the first batch of toys because. The bootleg Michelangelo had the chain-looking beads on his chocks, so that was based on the first edition Michelangelo from the 80s line. Okay, because here in El Paso, we have markets. So I was just wondering if you guys have markets, too, and all that. They're a bit hard to find, but if you know some people, they they know where they are, because a lot of bootlegs I've seen usually sold on random flea markets. So it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a pain in the neck to hunt, but sometimes you can get good bootlegs. Right now I'm looking for bootleg NECA turtles because they were pretty good and they are way better than the proposed, the upcoming Playmates comic book turtles. So I wouldn't mind getting some my hands on some NECA bootlegs, but back on He-Man, the giant He-Man. Well, it's not that the giant masters of the universe are a bad idea per se. It's just that at this point we're struggling to have the normal classics line to move. Mattel is having issues with the teensy-weensy overpriced mini-masters. It just doesn't make sense that if we're having trouble with the main line, we're having trouble with the minis line, suddenly people are going to throw $75 plus shipping and handling for these overpriced novelty items that would be better suited to be sold on Spencer's or a hot topic than MaddieCollector.com, and well, that's without mentioning the that's without mentioning the flaws on the sculpts of the figures. Cause the bodies look fine, but that human head looks like it was made from a bootleg of a bootleg of a bootleg hard head faker figure. Well, it also shows that and, they didn't do their market research. I mean, you can walk into any Toys R Us. And you see these oversized figures that Hasbro's produced for the multiple lines, shelf warm, peg warming. Well, actually shelf warming because they're so large they don't fit on the pegs because people don't want them. They don't. There is a niche market. I will say that. 
but in general, people don't have the room or the space for them, so they sit there. They're not really there to be played with. I mean, I can go into my Toys R Us and find at least seven different toy lines with giants on them, and some of them are on clearance already. I was going to say, you said the exact word, novelty. Right. But even in Hot Topics, you don't see these giants moving because people don't have the space. It is a very niche market. I mean, it's sad when we could say Baby Skeletor sold faster than these giants. <laughs> yeah. And here's another, here's another thing. I know that other companies like Gentle Giant are doing the giant Star Wars figures, but what they did is basically scan the vintage toys and make an actual reproduction of the vintage toy, the vintage card, everything. Well, they actually had the scanner at San Diego, and they showed the people firsthand exactly how it worked. And their limited runs where you know exactly what number out of that run you have, where Mattel will not tell and us I, production numbers to see, so we can see if we I, have number one or one million. And another thing is that Mattel did not actually reproduce the vintage figure. They just made a tribute to the vintage figure. They made a tribute to the vintage card. They didn't reproduce the actual vintage card. They just made a new card inspired by it. And it doesn't even have a comic or at least a cardboard, a little cardboard print of the cover of the comic just to make it look like the actual vintage He-Man. Uh, I've already said that the head looks awful. It looks it looks to me like B. Arthur had a failed, a failed plastic surgery in an attempt to try to look like He-Man. <laughs> it does look like B. Arthur. Uh, and one, it's bad. I mean, as much as we said, bottom line, paying overprice for these things, you know, if you're a novelty, fine. And you're right. Uh, novelty, you're right. They should have been at Hot Topic. That's where I see them. I still see the giant uh, Lone Ranger and Tonto figures there. I still see uh, Thor and Captain America oversized figures there. And it's just for a collector's market. Action figure guys don't really grab them. And I'll be honest, you know, those, those the opposite spectrum of it, those mini guys and all that, I'm not buying them for the same reasons I've said before. Is that one, they're not at scale with the San Diego Comic Con ones they sold a while back. And two, I don't like their deformed bodies. Now, if they sold them, and I was thinking the other day, because somebody asked me, you know, if they sold them, if it was the opposite, that's the thing I was trying to say. If these guys were two inches tall and they had vintage bodies, would you grab them? And I was like, oh, yeah, in a heartbeat, I would. Hell, yeah. And Mattel's going around those the wrong way, too, by just doing a Malmatic Collector. Right now, the hot thing is the blind bags and blind boxes. One figure per box, selling them 5 to $8.00. At Toys R Us or Hot Topic or Spencer's, you would have people going for them. Because even um, Transformers, there's like four or five different versions that you can get in blind bag and blind boxes now. And they sell out the minute Target puts them out, opens the case and puts them on the shelf. They're gone. Oh, can you imagine the, the ravages that would happen at those stores that they had He-Man ones? And this would be a way to increase the fan base. Because you have the older, you have our age say, oh, He-Man, you've got the younger kids who are liking the blind bags because they don't know what they're going to get. And then saying, who's this character? Let me do the research. And getting hooked. And then you throw in like a rare 
figure once in a while, like a battle armor faker, make them super hard again, and then people are ravaging eBay and e-sellers for them. That's right. So Mattel went around the minis the wrong way. Even with them being with the form bodies supposed to be representing, like, the video game, even though they're not in scale with the original set, they're half-inch too small, you would still have people going after them and chasing them. And they'd make their money back a lot faster than selling the two-pack at 20 bucks overpriced, plus you're paying another $20 to get them shipped to you. Maybe they need to think that way. Well, let's face it, little guys would have sold well in retail. I mean, the Mattel WWE little deformed dudes, I rarely see them. I know I know they're available because there's usually like a little peg warming Cena, but all the other packages, they go faster than the normal figures, and kids and adults love the blind bag craze. I've been like to five different Hot Topics looking for the vinyl Discord. Me too! Nothing. I'm ready to go to eBay and pay the ridiculous price for Blind bag discord. And Mattel is like, oh no, we don't have any market. We could, hell, they could have, heck, they could have just gone and had the mini mastered through Shop Mattel, promote to more people, and then maybe do something, some deluxe figures for Maddie, and then nudge people from the normal Mattel site to Maddie, and then, oh, boo, boo, holy crap, they had actual human figures. But no, it's like, the, the right pinky doesn't know what the right ring finger's doing. I mean, it do- doesn't seem like they want to listen. And I know it's not Scott. He's only one of the low managers on the totem pole. It's coming from higher up. I know it's a bunch of old men still running Mattel. Wake up, smell the java, see what's going on in the market. Well, that's part of the thing. I, I keep looking at, like, what's in the market right now? And I keep thinking, why is somebody, you think somebody at Mattel would like go around saying, you know what, I'm looking at what's selling here. Why aren't we doing this with our DC lines? Why are we doing this with the vintage lines like Masters of the Universe? Barbie, their hottest, one of their hottest toy lines. You don't see any Barbie, Monster High, Ever After High, Hot Wheels. They could all be in blind bags. I mean, Hasbro has the um, Marvel universe in one big blind bag where you don't know are you going to get a spider-man or thor or any of the deep marvel uh, legends in their blind bags you see them with the turtles i mean first the turtles did it overseas now they did them in the uh, u.s you see a company that does smushums they're doing playmates toys they're doing hasbro toys you don't see any of the mattels anywhere I mean, Mattel needs to get out and expand. Work with Funko, who does a lot of the blind bags and the blind boxes. Smushums, I believe that's Tech for Kids. They do a lot of them. License out, because we want more stuff out there. God, the 30th anniversary year, you found it all over. And I know I was saying, here's my card. Let me $2 so I can get home. The only positive thing I can say is that I'm starting to see T-shirts. Yeah. And that's the only thing I'm seeing at the markets. I have, like, three Masters of the Universe T-shirts. All from Kohl's? No, two from Kohl's, one from a uh, comic book store. And that's it. I'm kind of like, people want more. And I'm always like, where is it? Well, we do have a comic we need to go over. Issue 16, where we finally got to see Triclops 
and they did them in 2000X version, which a lot of people were very happy with, as Adora and Adam go to the Gar Island and actually run into some of the Gar people. And at first, we see that they want peace. They welcome in Adam and Adora nicely. But then we get the trouble. So, guys, how did you like issue 16? I'm a little nitpicky on some story ideas. I mean, because I kept thinking, wow, so like all these thousands and thousands of years, the Gar people have been like exiled to Avangar, and they've been oppressed and that level without any real sign of progress. I mean, it, everything looks dilapidated. Everything looks broken down and like their society hasn't improved at all in thousands of years, but yet they're still there. I keep thinking, aren't they all inbred by now? That's what I figured. <laughs> There's only so many ways you can mix up that genetic pool. I know. You're isolated to an island, and I agree. Over the thousands of years, they don't take care of their island and where they're living. I mean, they were supposed to be this advanced civilization during the age of King Grayskull, great swordsman, but they leave everything in ruins. And, of course, Dora sees a ghost. I was going to say that I, I really like the set designs. I mean, the set designs, looking at them and all that, um, they were influenced by the 2000X cartoon a little bit. Because the 2000X cartoon, if you, look, if you go back to that episode, it's very uh, Asian-style, samurais and... Um, you see very uh, oriental-type ancient architecture and all that. Here, though, it's a little different, but there is still that influence. It looks more uh, Polynesian, I would say, but I'm still just distracted by the people. I mean, the, the people, like, took steps back, and they have the Grayskull symbol, like, painted on their faces and all that, and I'm like, well, somebody needs to explain what happened, because... Yeah, because somebody, I need I need somebody to explain it to me, just exactly, because it, it kind of messes with my mind a bit. Well, it's, it's almost like, like they become part of this weird cult. It, it gives me a bit of the whole painting the graceful cross on the faces, chest, and all that stuff. It, it kind of gave me like a, a weird graceful-inspired cult vibe, and that kind of explains why would they have like the whole city... Well, the whole island having the whole civilization seem all crumbly because they, all their focus is on this cult of Grayskull, which seems a bit off. I, I mean, I kind of like what they're trying to do, but it feels a bit unpolished, like not everything fits as well as it should. Well, that could have been from the inbreeding. <laughs> That's the only explanation <laughs> for all of it. Okay, I'm going to say it. We need a Gar Warrior named... Glee poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody else, too, find it funny that when we first see Triclops, he's pointing a blaster at He-Man. Yep. Doesn't he have, like, his own one attached to his head, you know? Well, maybe maybe it's just, like, he just got this cool this cool new blaster. He was like, well, let's just use it for, the, for bleeps and giggles. Or maybe they're just trying to keep the optic blast a secret because vintage Triclops didn't have optic blast, and they're just like, Shh, he doesn't have him. He uses the gun. Oh, yeah, he does have it. He just forgot. But, eh, Joe was like, well, let's just run in a cool pose and let's having do something more menacing than using his sword because 
everyone is like, oh, Trangle's a sword. Let's give him a gun and be done with it. Or maybe it's that Mattel's gonna make a battleground triclops, and it and it's like hinting us that that triclops will come with a gun or something. Buy the toy. Well, it's probably part of the DC Motu uh, 52 line that will be coming out in 2016. Or maybe the uh, mini sub that supposedly might be happening. I don't think it's gonna happen. Figuring we were 0.9 percent over. And they've already said there's going to be a mini-sub for the minis, but if that doesn't go through, then 2015 minis might not go through either. Good. <laughs> we're going to have a bunch of cheers so we can have our army of horde troopers. <laughs> well, I do like the Triclops design. It would be nice if they did a figure. I mean, why not? But, yeah, as far as things go, I don't see that Triclops happening in 2015, considering... We're trying to finish the line here and all that. Maybe for the signature line if it happens, because I hopefully they realize, hey, the only thing of Motu that people seem to really want are the fakers. Yeah. Which, of course, they spent a million on research and all that. You mean that whole dollar ninety nine on research? Jeez. Guys, don't make fun of the world-class research <laughs> theme that Mattel has. Hey, they spend all their money on the development. They got the best sculptors with the four horsemen. Well, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, yes, that's the best investment that Mattel could have ever done for Masters of the Universe. And I and I know they go well beyond what they're being paid because they all all three of them love Masters. Well, I was gonna say, going back to this issue. Um, <laughs> It always seems a little short to me. It, it's like, it really does. And I'm always like, it's dragging. Because, I don't know. You know, I mean, I get into it and all that, then it's over. And looking at it and all that, I really am now curious about the next issue. I really liked where it left off. But at the same time, they need to explain. They're not explaining. They're falling into this thing that they've done before, where they don't explain stuff that's happened. And I feel that they've cut stuff out again. Yeah, like what happened to Adora that she comes back in that daze? What was that conversation that she had with the ghost of Grayskull that causes her to come and do what she does? And I have to obviously, okay, we got to say, obviously He-Man is not dead. Actually, if you saw the preview of the next issue, he is. Now, but well, if you see the covers dead, for the next few issues. Dead, dead. Yeah, he's not permanently gone. Okay, he's like Wolverine. Yeah, yeah Wolverine's dead, dead, but he'll be back. Well, it she might be showing off one of her powers as Shira to bring him back. Remember, she from the Secret of the Sword, Swiftwind died, but she has the power to bring back people too, and well, she brought Swiftwind back from the dead. But again, we, I just want to establish he's not permanently gone because we have those issues coming up, and then. Then a whole new series. Yeah. Eternian Battles. Eternian Wars. That starts in December. And let's face it, you can't do a He-Man comic without He-Man. But well, You could do one issue, but an entire series without him, not likely going to happen. Oh no, oh no, oh no. The whole He-Man's dead thing, Shira's not going to heal him. This is how they're going to introduce the new 52 Spectre. Because then oh. we're going to have Spectre come back with She-Ra to stop the Spara from slicing Heaven with the Traitor's Blade. And then we see the Red Skull. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. And then 
Spectre's gonna marry Sirad, and he's gonna be king of Eternia. That's a secret comic book that Scott Knightlick has at his desk drawer <laughs> that he pulls out at night. <laughs> <laughs> at least this whole struggle between Adora and the Repara is a good thing. It's not like Secret of the Third. It's like, oh yeah, it looks. Why didn't I realize that hanging out with these big, big freakish monsters with a kind of Nazi motif armband aren't the evil guys? And I all this time I thought they were good. Hmm. At least we have a bit of a struggle, but again, it's like that he that human coughed up more blood than a Mortal Kombat character. There was a lot of blood, yes, yes, there was. I don't think we've ever seen that much blood in any T-Man comic book or TV show. And I remember the first time we saw with King Grayskull. I mean, it was black. <laughs> Here, no, 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 pretty obvious. No, no. Well, I think Mosquito will give this comic a two thumbs up. Mosquito's trying to suck up that whole page. <laughs> Hoping for some of that power of Grayskull to go through his veins. But, yeah, I've never seen it with that much blood. And I've gone through several comic books. Normally when they have a bloody page, you see a little bit of red, but normally it's shades of black. DC must have had a big shipment of red ink just to do this page. And I want to tell people, I like it. I I like the direction this is going. I mean, some people, I've looked at the forums and all that, they they still want the Filmation back, and I'm sorry, you know, Filmation's long gone, it's dead. Dead, buried. I mean, I love my Filmation, but I love this. I mean, this is definitely one you would not give to a child to read. But for a teenager and up, and that's fine. And that's kind of the issue. Since we, w most of us were introduced to Heman as children, some of us still have that notion that they want to introduce Heman to children, and this comic is not helping. That's what. That's why I'm still hoping that there's a new cartoon coming that we can use for kids, and that it doesn't end up being like oh, PSA every five seconds like filmation, but that it's enjoyable for the kids. And for the adults, the comic, it's like I said before, it has gotten better. And in this issue in particular, some things feel a bit off, but I guess I can chalk it up. So they're trying to wrap up this act pretty fast since the new act is coming. And at the same time, I feel like they're dragging their feet and it's a whole, but that it's a whole trade paperback mentality that the big two companies have with this story. I really wish we could get some. Some more issues that were self-contained and not necessarily part of a six-issue arc. And we have some adventures that were just one issue, boom, they're done. But at the same time, I'm at the edge of my seat like, okay, I know Heman's not going to be dead, dead, but I just want to see Adora's path to redemption. So that's what's keeping me at the edge of my seat right now. And we have to wait till Wednesday because that's when the next issue comes out. And yes, spoilers. He-Man will not remain dead. Uh, well, I'll even be, be a spoiler. It's the first two pages you see Adora come out of that trance and questioning what she's done. That's why I said it looked like she was in a trance. Well, I it does, but, you know, there's always seems more. I always have the impression that there's more. This guy, uh, well, i got to give credit. These guys are not afraid of death. I mean, you mentioned that you hope there's a cartoon coming and all that. I think down the road there will, and you won't see this stuff in the cartoon. You know, they're not going to do it. 
But comic books have a little bit more leniency because they know their demographic. A kid is not going to read this. A kid is not reading this. And most a teenager. That would be the youngest. But and even then, a teenager would probably know. Would probably handle it a lot better. But they know their demographics. They know who's reading this. 30, 40 year old guys who collect comic books and they like He-Man. So they're doing this and I predict, uh, I'm hoping for a good plot twist here and all that. And we know because we've seen the covers of the next few issues, He-Man is still around. But I'm just glad they're going this route. Yeah. But going to your filmation, I'll give you a little uh, tidbit. Starting October 1st, the He-Man YouTube channel comes out with new content. James Eckhart is working on the next couple of uh, episodes. Classics Media did rehire him. So, woo! But the first episode deals with Lucky, the pervert. So we are getting some new. And Mattel Playground is starting to release movies now, direct-to-DVD. Uh, the first one was the Monster High Freaky uh, Fusion. So hopefully... Now that they have an in-house studio, someone from the Masters of the Universe franchise, either the brand manager or the franchise manager, walk your butt over there and start planting ideas that we want a cartoon or web episodes. I'll even take a Spectre movie right now. But then again, I'm the, the mega fan, mega hater of Spectre. But if it brings me more Heyman, so be it. Even if I have to take... Ridiculous names like Riolas Blast, Kyle Recula, or I'll take them as long as I get some more human media. Because come on, we're getting a Max Steel movie, we're getting a Monster High movie, we're getting an Ever After movie, Ever After High movie, but no freaking human movie. No, I, I, I want nothing like Slam City. Nothing like Slam City. No, no, no. I mean, come on, even the WWE meets Scooby Doo got a movie. And it was horrible. I saw it. Me too. It was the only thing on TV that day. I haven't seen it, but <laughs> I've, I've seen the Slam City ones, and I'm just like, oh my god. They're well, terrible. To be I... fair, the, Scooby, the Scooby-Doo movie is a bit better than the Slam City, than the Slam City stuff, but... And figure... Well, it's your average run-of-the-mill Scooby-Doo movie plot. It's like something, something, mystery, something, something, curveball something, something. It's really obvious who the suspect really is, but you never really notice until it's like, wait, I know this guy isn't, but why aren't I thinking that it's this guy? Then reveal it was that guy all along. If it weren't for you meddling kids and your tongue, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby! So on the DF one, was it uh, Eric Bischoff who was the bad guy? Nope. It's a totally made-up character. That's all I'm gonna say. It's an actual uh, wrestler. Oh yeah, at uh, Oh, yeah, and Finkara does not speak, but John Cena can translate Luchador to English. Oh. And there's too, way too much John Cena in that movie. But then again, John Cena's the face of the WWE. Well, he was one of the main characters, but... And John Cena comes with a Scooby-Doo figure. I was hoping they'd pull off the mask and it'd be like, Old Man <laughs> Ric Flair... no i i was half expecting it to be like before watching the movie oh here's hoping that it's like vince mcmahon himself like trying to trying to promote the wwe oh yeah and vince mcmahon owns his own city i mean everything is wwe 
but I'm really surprised. They're making a movie for a toy line that was so crappy that you don't see anymore, not even in clearance. And they were really pushing it at San Diego, the Max Steel movie. Well, they're already invested in it. What choice do they have? And to be fair, it's a lot easier to make a Max Steel movie than it is to make a He-Man movie. The thing with Max Steel is that the idea, I want to say the idea isn't bad. The execution has not been that well. You guys talk about the uh, the cartoon series, and I think it's canceled. Yes, it is. And, um, they never officially said it's canceled. They keep saying it's on hiatus. But well, so is the toy hunter, and um, <laughs> well, he's not even showing up at cons anymore. I mean, as a retailer, yes, but not as a speaker. Well, I find that weird because I find that weird because uh, I lost my train of thought. Hold on, people are bugging me here. Um, you think he at least would have capitalized on his uh, success? You know, doing doing at least a signing or promoting his own uh, brand, you know, saying, hey, the toy hunter's here, he's going to have a booth. No. No. His friend Steve has been capitalizing and making rounds of the local different cons in New Jersey, but you don't see Jordan. Well, the last I heard, I, apparently when I was, last time I was in California, I was told that I missed him by a week. And he wasn't there with cameras or anything, but he was at uh, Frankenson's shopping and uh, buying stuff. And Yeah, trying to get ready for San Diego. And even then, was he at San Diego? I never found him. I didn't even see him in the list of uh, vendors, unless he was in the small little grouping that they don't list every individual uh, vendor about. Because there is a small little area for the unknown Ones that you can get a small table for a thousand dollars. So you think he would have at least been capital? You know, if I ran the business and I had that show, I would have been capitalizing on my booth to sell stuff. In fact, I can even tell you if he's got a booth at New York, because normally he gets a big booth at New York. Well, you see him. Hopefully, we can get him on the show now. Yeah, because I really don't think he's going to be going back to travel, because I don't think the last season did so well. Exhibitors. It wasn't that bad, but eventually you can only do so much with that type of show. You know, eventually you just re you start repeating yourself. And that's what it was going into. And then him traveling the world. Okay, I figured that's what he's going to do. And it would have been interesting, you know, talking about international toys. I think that's about it for today. Uh, the next time we meet will be in about three weeks, three, possibly four, because I have two back-to-back -back conventions, New York and uh, Wayne, so it would be a month. Tell them hi for me. want to thank our friends at HeMan.org. Remember to check them out for the most up-to-date information on anything Masters of, the, uh, Masters of the Universe related, and our friends over at MaddieCollector.com. Remember the 15th of every month, there are new... Masters of the Universe figures up for sale. So check them out. Uh, don't be surprised in October you will not be able to buy Sweet Bee on day of sale. She is a subscription only figure. Any remaining stock would be up for sale in 2015. So I'd like to wish everyone a good journey and I'll see you next time. I'm Renee, wishing you all a good journey. Hi, Neil. Good journey. I'm Reddy Crespo. Good journey. Until next time.
How are you doing today? Taking a nap as usual. He's asleep. <laughs> Woke him with a stick. <laughs> no, I was drinking water. Sure, <laughs> water, yay. <laughs> we know what that water really was. I know you Finnish guys like to lay your liquor. I know a few guys. So we really know what he was doing. Don't worry, we I'm deleting all this. Don't worry about it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all the fun stuff. I'm, I might put so, that in the bloopers because I don't want everybody to know Yoni has a drinking problem. 